Refuge Ministries. This is Transformation Radio from the Braille House.
Spirit, you come down, pursue your home once again. Oh, and Father, you come down, pursue to bring back my innocence. And like a child, I reach for you, and always you welcome me back in. And oh, here I find rest. Oh, here I find rest. And oh, and here I find, here I find rest. Oh, and you. thank those men who went over and took care of uh, the event that we had this past Saturday um, there with Jeff Slusher and his team, Pastor Jeff and his group that uh, did the Out of the Darkness uh, event. I uh, wasn't able to attend, but from my understanding, I haven't had a chance to totally check in, but I'm going to guess that everything went to plan and several of you went over and were able to share and be light uh, to that particular event so thank you for those of you who took that on and uh, represented us well I'm sure you did um, also just uh, wanted to let you know continue to pray for you guys and uh, taking on a new role in a very different kind of place and uh, so I would ask you to pray for me uh, as we're uh, looking to continue to provide opportunities for people uh, to find uh, not only refuge, but uh, just recovery and life and freedom and uh, opportunity in Jesus. So uh, you guys are a big part of that, and I continue to uh, share the message of what uh, we do here at Refuge uh, with a whole lot of people each and every week uh, all over the state. So, But today I wanted to kind of um, talk real quickly uh, about uh, this passage of Scripture that uh, Jesus had given us that I think fits us. And you hear Pastor Tom say this a lot uh, if you've listened to him talk uh, over the uh, course of your time there, especially if you've been there for a little while here in the ministry. But um, Jesus had, had made, a comment, uh, made a comment toward the, the end of his time with us. Um, and uh, he was getting ready to be betrayed. And uh, he, he made this prayer uh, to the Father, uh, right right before that was going to get ready to happen. And so, you know, this is coming up on the some of the worst time uh, in, in the Lord's life, uh, the stress of knowing what was coming, the stress of knowing that he was going to have a friend uh, betray him, the stress of a lot of things uh, that were getting ready to happen that had been prophesied, and, he, and it was all kind of waiting on him. 
And so he was in prayer about this whole scenario, this whole thing that was coming. And um, he was praying to, to the Father, and he says this. He says, my prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but you protect them from the evil one. Uh, they are not of the world, even as I am not of it. He goes on to say, sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me, Jesus is saying to, to the Father, as you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. This is very interesting to me because Jesus is praying in this very high intensity, high stress time in his life, and he's most concerned about us. He's most concerned about the Father protecting and directing us in this particular passage. And so he goes, as you have sent me, so he's saying, hey, Dad, like you sent me, I have been giving them instruction, and now I'm sending them, and that is you. And so he goes on to say, for them I sanctify myself, that they too may be truly sanctified. My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one. Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I find this com- completely remarkable that uh, in this time, late in Jesus' ministry, right before the most uh, challenging events of his life, and this is where he's going. He's praying for us to find unity with one another. He's praying for us to be protected. He's praying for us to take his lead. He's praying for us to recognize our place that we are um, in this world, that we are going to have to be uh, a part of what is going on around here. But in the case of, um, you know, the, the Lord wants us to be actively engaged with him so that we don't become of the world. We are in it, but we don't become of it. And uh, that's really kind of crazy. How can I be in the world, but not of the world? And so I want to give you just a couple of suggestions, because here's Jesus going to the Father and praying this for us. And so he's taking us very seriously. He understands the challenge that we face in trying to meet this just tiny sentence that he gives us, a very tiny sentence that he gives us. And so I I want you to notice that we got to guard our hearts from temptation. So every day, take inventory of your life. Uh, where are you weak? I know where my weak areas are. My weak areas are in lust. My weak areas are in affirmation. My weak areas are in uh, anxiety. My weak areas are in my uh, seeking approval from people on the earth. I know those are my weak areas, and so I need to watch for those weak areas in order to not become of those weak areas. And so ask God to help you identify those weaknesses, and then you take steps to protect them. Take Precautionary measures, you got your brothers around you, be accountable to those things. Take this stuff out of your life if you can. And then secondly, immerse yourself in God's truth. What did he say in this prayer? He says this, he said, sanctify them by the truth, for your word is truth. And so what does that mean? The Lord says that we can stay out of this world and not become a part of it if we sanctify ourselves with the truth because it will draw a very clear line between right and wrong, a very clear line about what we should be doing and not not doing. 
And that will also, that truth will also help us in dealing with the temptations that we face. And so a simple message today, guys. I thank you so much for uh, just letting me continue to talk to you. Um, But just take this to heart today. What is it to be, again, what is it to be in the world and not of it? In the world and not of it. Watch your temptation. Be in prayer. Allow to be sanctified by the truth. And recognize how much Jesus loves you and that he prayed for you to be able to handle this in his most dire time. Uh, You guys have a great week. Uh, Pray for you every day. You know that. Um, Care about you, even though I don't get to see you much. But uh, take care. God bless you. November 2nd. Our reading in Scripture today from the New Testament will be from the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, verses 1 through 16 where it talks about his rest. Three different rests are in view that we will read about here. God's Sabbath rest after creation, Israel's rest of victory in Canaan, and the believer's rest of faith today. Israel was delivered from Egypt, but a whole generation failed to enter Canaan and claim their uh, promised inheritance. Why? Because of their unbelief. Let us fear. And we'll read about his sight. God sees the heart and uses His sword to help us see our true spiritual condition. Spend time daily reading the Word and meditating on it, always applying its truths to your heart. One day, you will give account to God of what you have done with His Word, so be faithful. And we'll read about His throne. You see, you cannot claim your inheritance in your own power or wisdom, but you have a great high priest who can give you the mercy and the grace you need just when you need them. He lives to intercede for you and to help you do His will. And now let's begin our reading today in the New Testament. November 2nd, Hebrews chapter 4, verses 1 through 16. God's promise of entering His place of rest still stands, so we ought to tremble with fear that some of you might fail to get there. For this good news, that God has prepared a place of rest, has been announced to us just as it was to them. But it did them no good, because they didn't believe what God told them. For only we who believe can enter His place of rest. As for those who didn't believe, God said, In my anger I made a vow. They will never enter my place of rest. Even though His place of rest has been ready since he made the world. We know it is ready because the scriptures mention the seventh day, saying, On the seventh day God rested from all his work. But in the other passage God said, They will never enter my place of rest. So God's rest is there for people to enter. But those who formerly heard the good news failed to enter because they disobeyed God. So God set another time for entering His place of rest, and that time is today. God announced through this David a long time later in the words already quoted, Today you must listen to His voice. Don't harden your hearts against Him. This new place of rest was not the land of Canaan where Joshua led them. If it had been, God would not have spoken later about another day of rest. So there is a special rest still waiting for the people of God. 
For all who enter into God's rest will find rest from their labors, just as God rested after creating the world. Let us do our best to enter that place of rest. For anyone who disobeys God, as the people of Israel did, will fall. For the word of God is full of living power. It is sharper than the sharpest knife, cutting deep into our innermost thoughts and desires. It exposes us for what we really are. Nothing in all creation can hide from Him. Everything is naked and exposed before His eyes. This is the God to whom we must explain all that we have done. That is why we have a great high priest who has gone to heaven, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us cling to Him and never stop trusting Him. This high priest of ours understands our weaknesses, for He faced all of the same temptations we do, yet He did not sin. So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive His mercy, and we will find grace to help us when we need it.
Psalm 104, verses 24 through 35. Psalm 104 praises God for His fullness as Creator. Psalm 105 for His faithfulness as Redeemer. And Psalm 106 for His forgiveness as Savior of His people. And of course, we'll be reading through each of these psalms as the days progress here on the One Year Bible on Radio. How easy it is to take for granted the world that God created. We see the blemishes, but not the blessings. And we forget what kind of world God gave us. It is a place of greatness. Not the greatness of man, but the greatness of God. The psalmist compared creation to the building of a house, laying the foundation, putting up the beams, hanging the curtains, and taking care of the water system. Only a great and wise God could make this kind of world. And it's a place of goodness. He provides life, water, food, and homes for man and beast, and also the birds. And He sees to it they are cared for. Everything in creation is God's gift to us to enjoy. And our world is a place of gladness. God rejoices over creation. And we should be glad in the Lord. Creation is a window through which we see God, not a mirror in which we see ourselves. And the more we see Him, the happier we should be. Only this will make us good stewards of God's creation. Psalm 104, verses 24 through 35. O Lord, what a variety of things you have made! In wisdom you have made them all. The earth is full of your creatures. Here is the ocean, vast and wide, teeming with life of every kind, both great and small. See the ships sailing along, and Leviathan, which you made to play in the sea. Every one of these depends on you to give them their food as they need it. When you supply it, they gather it. You open your hand to feed them, and they are satisfied. But if you turn away from them, they panic. When you take away their breath, they die and turn again to dust. When you send your spirit, new life is born to replenish all the living of the earth. May the glory of the Lord last forever. The Lord rejoices in all He has made. The earth trembles at His glance. The mountains burst into flame at His touch. I will sing to the Lord as long as I live. I will praise my God to my last breath. May He be pleased by all these thoughts about Him. For I rejoice in the Lord. Let all sinners vanish from the face of the earth. Let the wicked disappear forever. As for me, I will praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Proverbs 26, verse 27. If you set a trap for others, you will get caught in it yourself. If you roll a boulder down on others, it will roll back and crush you. Yes, this is Mike Hines. I'm a going to phase three today. Uh, I would just like to get a shout out to uh, to the A-team down on uh, in, in uh, Lancaster. You know, to keep your head up and to stay in the eyes of God and make sure you put him first in everything that you do and know that He's uh, he's got his hands on you in every situation that you get into. God bless. I have loved 
you from the start I have seen your hurting heart And you feel so lonely But you keep on hiding Cause you feel so guilty For what you've done to this episode of Transformation Radio. If you have any questions, affirmations, or testimonies, please send them to us at radio at menslivechange.org. Have a wonderful day.